This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello, good afternoon to everyone who is joining us from Sydney and around the world. Today, we have got our very own co-founder of Ultimate Newell Podcast, George Mavros, along with us to discuss on this very interesting discussion on our Thursday's Daily Dose podcast on foreign policy and diplomacy or key historical events, where we touch base upon a very important topic of the aftermath of 9-11 as we are marking today 20 years of September 9, 2001, which took place 20 years back in the United States with a series of airline hijackings and suicide attacks by around 19 terrorists with uh, the Islamic extremist group Al-Qaeda attacking and hijacking four of the planes in the New York. And around 3,000 3, people lost their lives in that uh, incident. And we all know after that what all has happened in the last 20 years in Afghanistan with, the now, with now the withdrawal of the American forces from Afghanistan. And there is a lot of discussion happening around what the future of Afghanistan looks like and whether U.S. did right by withdrawing their forces from Afghanistan or not. So there are a lot of questions to be answered um, today in this discussion with George. Through his experience, we will be touch basing upon all those issues. And uh, to begin this discussion, George, what do you have to say about this current situation uh, of Afghanistan? And also with respect to today's 20 years of us marking the day of the 9-11 attacks? Well, as, as um, people would know, it's called 9-11 because it actually occurred on the 11th. Um, we're, we're a couple of days early. <clears throat> what is interesting though, Sarab, is that we're, we're talking about that event on the 9th of the 9th, which is Are You OK Day? Now, are you okay is about talking about people that are, could be suffering distress for all sorts of reasons. And so it's rather fitting that on Are You Okay Day, we talk about something that happened 20 years ago in a couple of days' time, which had a devastating effect on so many people from a mental aspect, from a mental health aspect. And it continues to have an impact. And it started a whole era of things and a whole chain of events that that nobody could foresee prior to that. That day stole innocence from so many people around the world. Even the hardened person suddenly lost their innocence. It showed us you could be anywhere at any time. And if your number's up, your number's up. But it also showed us how to deal with Um, terrorism. It showed us how to deal with force. It showed us how to deal with people that just want to shove things down your throat because we have a difference of opinion. And then what's happened after that for the next 20 years? Well, that's been a whole story. We, we, We talk about Afghanistan at the moment, and you and I know we've got a show coming up on that in the not too distant future. But it also, it, it was also, um, Iraq. It was also, uh, Saddam Hussein, it was also many other things. 
um, should we have gone in? Shouldn't we have gone in? Did we go in on the right basis? Didn't we go in on the right basis? It's it spawned an entire industry of security that would would never have got to the foothold that it got had that not occurred. So yes, it was quite a. I, I well remember that day. I was I was up uh, working late, um, as I often do at times. And I was about to go to bed and that came on the television. And I remember I remember putting up something um, through my, my network group. And I said, after today, the world will never ever be the same. It, it, there is nothing, there is nothing that would, is off the table as far as I'm concerned of what man will do to one another. It's just like amazing. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, quite a quite a momentous day, and I noticed um, uh, just in the news yesterday or today they we're, we're twenty years on, twenty years on in two days' time, and they're still identifying bodies from from that event. They they um, I think they identified another two or three in the last twenty four forty eight hours. Um, you know, just that's mind boggling to think that you are twenty years on. And you still haven't identified everybody, and that's not a criticism from me. I'm just saying that's the enormity of this this whole thing. And this is a very interesting discussion, George, because a lot of things have happened after that 9/11. There has been a lot of blame game happening on both the sides, and we saw the that George Bush actually started with this what we call as a long war, the longest war that United States ever had. In Afghanistan, or whatever you might you might term it as, um, and now considering United States coming out of it, many might criticize Biden's decision, um, but he has all, he has got his own points where he says that you know around 2,000 service members, American service members, were working there. They have lost a lot of things um, in terms of the trillions of dollars they have lost. Um, and also the 2000 American service members, you know, they were, they were working around the, around Afghanistan just to serve, just to make sure that, you know, there is peace and stability in the region. But there are serious questions on the way the withdrawal took place. And a lot of people are asking him tough questions at this time. Um, what are your views? What are your general views on this? Look. This is this is another situation where, for the greater majority of us that have an opinion on this, we are like the spectator sitting in the stands of any match. We could be watching cricket, we could be watching football, American gridiron, hockey, any any sport. It is so easy when you're the spectator to point out what the people in the field are doing wrong or what they should have done or what they could have done. You know, I've, I've been a referee in soccer for more than 30 years. It's amazing how many mistakes I made on the field that I would never, ever have made if I was just watching the game from off the field. And the reason, I still knew the rules. But off the field, you're not under pressure of making a decision now. Make the decision right now. So, so there's a lot of criticism that can be levelled at. Does that mean that I think that it's a brilliant idea and that I think it's everything's been done right? No. 
but I but I do try to harness some of my thoughts by saying, not sure I would like to be the leader at the moment, because whichever way you go, you're going to be wrong. In general, most elections around the world are not won by more than 10, 10 or so percent, 10, maybe 15. Uh, there's a few areas where it changes, but generally speaking, Whoever gets in, he automatically or she automatically knows that about 40, 40 to 50% of the population already disagree with them. So there's half the nation that's against you to start with because they don't even reckon you should be there. Now, with Biden, I have to listen to all the stuff that comes up about his decision and is it coming from his party, pro-Biden, the other party against Biden, or in my personal opinion, the Trumpites, who I really don't care about their opinion, because I, I do in a sense, but I discount a lot of it because whatever comes out of Donald's mouth's right, whatever comes out of anybody else's mouth, including God, if he happened to visit here, would be questioned. So we were talking the other day and I said to you, um, that one of the things that absolutely beggars belief to me is the number of... Um, uh, military equipment, uh, be it helicopters, Humvees, guns, whatever, that were just left behind. And I noticed a story after we'd had that session on uh, on our podcast um, where somebody put up a thing that they they had managed to, to get many of the American uh, Humvees and helicopters out of the country and all of that, and so it was unfair for people to criticise it. I'm sorry. I am sorry, guys. It's not unfair to criticise you. This wasn't like something that we didn't know about two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, three months, four months, five months, six months, eight months, should I go on and on. So I think there's a lot of things um, that have been done wrong. Our own Australian government, and I am fundamentally a Liberal voter. For, for Scott Morrison to tell me he'd done a magnificent job by getting so many people out in the last week, good on you. But what about all the others that you left behind? What about all the people in there that are now in danger of losing their lives because they helped us fight the war? So I think there's a lot to be discussed. I think there's a lot that maybe you and I and anybody else doesn't really have the right to say we're right and they're wrong because we don't, we weren't the referee in the moment on the day. Um, we weren't, we weren't the, 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 the political leaders in the moment on the day. Um, certainly, certainly you go right back to the beginning. There was this catchy little tune called um, Weapons of Mass Destruction. Well, whoops, that never turned out to be quite right, did it? And from the same mob that gave us intelligence, which I find an interesting word to be using at the moment, intelligence that there were weapons of mass destruction that same mob went gee didn't know that was going to happen when we were withdrawing that out of here at the end of august wow how did that occur boy if that's intelligence i'd hate to see what the unintelligence department's like absolutely and i think that's the big question george um considering that we are marking 20 years of 9 11 and a lot of things have happened in the last few months in Afghanistan and around the world. 
related to the situation in Afghanistan. There is a big question now, what's coming next for us? What's the next situation? Because every day it's quite different for us. Now, Taliban has formed a government recently. They already have their supreme religious leader at the top. And then comes their prime minister and other leaders. The model which looks pretty similar to uh, an Iranian model. That's what we were discussing a few days back in another Daily Dose podcast. That the government model that they're presenting is actually pretty similar to what's, in, what's happening in Iran. We also discussed about this fact a few days back in our Daily Dose podcast. For those who attended last Saturday. When we talked about how Qatar and countries like those can play a major role which are having good ties on both the sides of um, the you know, pendulum. They have good relationships with the United States. They have good relationships with the Taliban. But then whom are they supporting at the end of the day is up to them. And how they mediate the situation is going to be critical, isn't it? Yeah. And, and the other side of it is, it is way, way, way too early for us to to be able to have any confidence at all of what the Taliban are saying is what the Taliban's going to do. Um, it's it's all very well and good to say, oh, forget about the, forget about before. No, we're good fellas now. Um, we've we've learned. Um, the even even when you start to think about it from a perspective of just a logical approach a logical approach. If you have just spent 20 years, in your opinion, getting rid of the people from your country that invaded you and have stopped you from being able to live your life as you believe it should be, why in God's name would you then come in as the government and change towards where they're thinking? Doesn't make sense to me. Historically, birds with feathers have feathers. They don't suddenly become a seal. They don't suddenly become an elephant. You you either are or you aren't. Now you can shift a little like evolution does, but but to go from here to there, um, I'll be very interested to see what our guest has to say on the 16th. Very interested. Absolutely. And, we, and those, that are, those that are brokering the deal or the bro- those that are, that are going to talk to both parties, what's in it for them and what angle are they really coming at? Absolutely. We, in fact, had um, Mariam talking on this Monday on a different topic. That was a different topic where she was talking about women empowerment in Afghanistan. Just for the information of our audience, Mariam is again coming next Thursday where she will be discussing about uh, on the same theme of foreign diplomacy and key historical events under the topic of Afghanistan one month on, which is a very special event where we might be touching upon the diplomatic side of what's happening in Afghanistan. And since Mariam is in close contact with a lot of people inside Afghanistan, I think we can get some great insights. And that will be a discussion which everyone should look for. But also, George, looking from the other side uh, of the of the uh, you know pendulum, the the few of the people also go back before the 9/11 incident, and they take us back to the 1979 Soviet invasion into Afghanistan. 
some of the people also say that had that invasion not taken place in 1979, there would not have been formation of groups like Taliban or Al Qaeda. And if there were no formation of groups like that, there would not have been any 9/11. Also, I'm not talking about anything. This is a podcast where we discuss on both the sides, where we look at all kinds of discussions from around the world, and that's why we want that constructive discussion to happen, isn't it, Josh? Yeah, quite often, quite often, we 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 talk about the reaction without discussing the action that caused that. Um, growing up as a as a as the young brother of two sisters that were older than me, I often got into trouble for reacting. I always thought it was unfair. Nobody, nobody knew what they'd done that caused me to do it. Although, when I matured and when I started to learn a little bit more about life, I understood that reality just is. Your view and your reactions to it are your responsibility. So I no longer say that somebody made me hit them or somebody made me do this or somebody made me do that. I will say because that person did this, I chose to do that. Now, in the case of Taliban and terrorism and things like that, I've had many a discussion over many a good red wine or a port with people on, on this sort of thing. Let's not forget the holy wars. Let's not forget some camp, some king from England that went through in the name of God and wiped out how many people in the holy wars. Let's not forget about the, the Irish. Because you're Catholic, I need to shoot you. Because you're not Catholic, I still need to shoot you. So, so did it happen because of Russia doing this out of the other? Or was that just the reason that came up? What is a sad indictment on mankind is that if the only way we can resolve our differences, whether you're on the left or the right of the difference, if the only way we can resolve our differences is by shooting one another, we really haven't advanced that much. We really haven't. You know, my dad taught me any discussion, any argument that you win by either five feet or five words is the best one that you win. So what he meant by that is you either talk it through or walk away. Now he also he was a he was a bouncer in Sydney in a place called Luna Park when things were pretty rough. He said if you can't walk away and you can't talk away, then hit them first because they're probably going to clock you. <laughs> um, very wise man, my dad. Um, so did it happen because of that, or did it was it an argument waiting to happen? Was it, you know, um, how many how many people have we seen since then? Um, the man who remains nameless in New Zealand that, that took it upon himself to kill innocent people in the name. People that have 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 have, have attacked and 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 uh, maimed and killed people around the world, claiming to be about Allah and all of that sort of stuff. Which is really not true. Many of those have been proven not to be not to be true, true 
believers and fanaticals. They just use that as an excuse. Fundamentally, I don't like you. Now I have a story that I can blame it on. End of the day, if humans still cannot resolve our disputes other than by use of force, have we really come that far? That's what the animals used to do, you know, and still do. They didn't have guns, though. They had to use their, their teeth. And coming from the Indian background, I have got one of the best examples for that. We all know about the father of nation in India, that is Mahatma Gandhi, who always spoke about the importance of non-violence. And he ran several non-violent movements against the Britishers so that India can get independent. There were a lot of people who used to tell him that non-violent movements will never make India independent. But he never took the line of violence. And he always said that even if we are non-violent, but we are strong in numbers against them and we are suppressing them with our non-violent methods, we can still get rid of the Britishers. And he was successful in doing that. He was successful because he was clear in what he was doing and he was sticking to his one goal every day of making India independent. And that's why, you know, I really appreciate leaders and people like Mahatma Gandhi, because uh, those were the leaders who were um, an who set an example for all of us to go through different phases of life, go through these difficult times without causing any kind of damage to your opposition, but still winning the battle with an equal impact. Isn't it, George? Yeah. And it, it, it's sad um, if you if you look at uh, Black Lives Matter, if you look at if you look at um, um, the the peace march for our freedom in Australia just recently, these these are supposed to be marches and 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 demonstrations of of respect and regard for our fellow man. So how is it that Black Lives Matter as a movement had these marches, and yet there was looting, there was fires, there was attacking of, of black live people. Right? How is it that, that all of the terrorists and all of that, that claim to be so, so um, fiercely wanting to save lives and, and, and be in support of Allah or God or whoever it is that you're, you're saying that you're in support of, and one of the first things you can do is wipe out innocent civilians in the name of the cause that doesn't make sense you know one of the great leaders in my opinion was mandela if ever a man came out of a violent background and had the power to now inflict punishment and violence but what he did he saw the better way of going and he through love and through talking and through communicating and through negotiating he united a country did everybody agree probably not but i tell you what it was a much better place than what it was before he was president you know you look at south africa pre-mandela to mandela it's a big difference big difference so i think you know like what it what really what did 9 11 
do? Well, it showed us how barbaric humans can be. And yet on the other side, it, it showed us how resilient humans can be. It showed us how you can lose faith and trust just like that. And yet as a world globally, we've taken the opinion, you're not going to scare us. You're not going to scare me into not going out. We know the risks are greater than they ever were before, but it doesn't stop us. So you see the good and the bad. You see politics, um, uh, weapons of mass destruction. Um, we need to go into here. Um, one of my friends has pointed out the Americans quite often are worried about human rights wherever there's an oil well. They're not so worried about it in, in the countries that don't have an oil well. That's maybe a bit harsh, but many a true word said in jest. Um, yeah. Well, I think uh, those few words were enough to really give a hint to the audience as to why some of the words actually take place. Uh, there is always some sort of back-end games going on to establish their own personal and political goals at some of the times. There are also some other theories, some other mysteries related to this topic, but we might keep that for another day. For today, we might come to an end to today's Daily Dose podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, watching us today. We hope to see you again, George, in the next week um, under the same theme where we'll have Mariam joining us for this interesting discussion on Afghanistan one month on. I'm looking forward to that. And again, it's Are You OK Day. Don't be afraid to ask someone, are they OK? Don't be afraid to say to somebody, no, I'm not. Take care, Thanks. everyone. See ya. Bye.